Hello and welcome to another episode of Dreamy Coordinate. Now today my guest is the iconic and the beautiful Jessica. Now you may better know her as her Instagram handle which is ob6wi, O-B-S-I-X-W-I, and follow her if you're not following her already. She's iconic and amazing. And also here's a little note, when I was recording this episode it was raining and internet connection is not great. So if you hear things cutting in and out a little bit, thank Discord and also just a garbage internet connection in general. But hopefully that doesn't interfere with your enjoyment of this episode because I know I had a blast recording it. But anyway, without further ado, let's just get into the podcast. So welcome Jessica to Dreamy Coordinate. This has been like a really exciting opportunity for me to be able to talk to you about your dream coordinate because since like a long time ago, I remember I saw one of your coordinates on Tumblr and I was like instantly like obsessed and to have the opportunity to talk to you today about your style influences and to really get into depth about the way that you think about your style is such an exciting opportunity for me. Um, But yeah, so I mean, not everyone has had this sort of like in-depth introduction to you. Um, So can you tell me like, or the listeners a little bit about yourself and like a brief introduction and kind of how you found yourself in Lolita? Um, So I think my first, um, like I was one of those people, you know how when people get into Lolita, it's either from like a fashion standpoint or it's from like visual K or it's from anime, but I was like one of those anime people. (laughs) (laughs) No shame, no shame. Um, (laughs) And I think one of the first anime that I saw um, any kind of like Lolita fashion in was Shaman King, which was my favorite thing to watch or read when I was in middle school. Um, And looking back on that now, you know, everyone goes like, oh, like, you know, all the Lolita outfits in anime are like really Ida, but it's a lot of people's introductions to it. And so I think that's really funny. For sure. I think a lot of people also, they kind of, they branch out to cosplay And then a lot of times people have told me they go to conventions and then they meet people who are in Lolita and they go, oh, that's, that's kind of how I want to dress. And then after that, I think I found um, in like a bookstore, a copy of Kamikaze Girls and I learned about like the actual brands and stuff. And through that, I was able to find um, live journal back when people actually posted in live journal, um, like in what, 2007 or something. And I've been following the community ever since, but I actually haven't, I didn't start getting into Lolita until 2012 when I could actually afford to do that. Uh, that's fair enough. It's, it's like a not really accessible, but that means you've almost been in Lolita for eight years. Um, I guess so. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it's, been that long because you know when i joined the community thankfully i've had a lot of people in my community that have been in it for really long and it's a really great community but because they've been in it for so long i still feel like kind of newbie (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 i i think some people have told me like they were like oh i've been in this community for almost like 10 years i was just sort of thinking oh my god 10 years is such a long time like it when you're in it for a long time it doesn't feel very long but then when you're actually like living through it you're like oh this isn't it just feels like a blink of an eye like there's um there's people in my com that have literally been there since the first meetup ever like in 2001 or something oh my gosh that's (laughs) (laughs) that's that's vintage that's like history making Mm. um so yeah like you've mentioned like a little bit about your 
Well, I've mentioned a little bit about your aesthetic, but how would you describe your aesthetic? Um, the only thing that I have, I think that's kind of consistent is that I only own black. I'm a Kuro Lolita. Um, and I think I started out liking a lot of classic, um, classic brands. My favorite brand is still Julie A. Justine. Um, and um, when I started, I was looking into a lot, a lot of um, like Victorian Maiden, Mary Magdalene, and since then I've weirdly enough gotten gothier <laughs> and um, started working in like more Moitié and that kind of thing. Um, but and sometimes I do things that are like sweet, but they're just all completely black, so it's kind of hard to tell. But anything, anything, it's like a variety of styles. But as long as it's in black, then that's what I got. <laughs> Is there any reason why, like, you decided to go for only black? Um, I've only worn black since middle school, kind of, and so when I started to buy pieces, um, that's just what I started to collect. Um, it's not, I don't really feel super comfortable, um, wearing colors or other things, and also it's super convenient because everything matches, so sometimes it seems like I might put more um, effort into an outfit than I actually do because I just have picked out things that already match. Mm, absolutely. And I, I totally feel you in that because I remember I had like a pastel phase for a while and I tried to buy like pieces that were like all the same color of pastel blue. Except once I got home and I kind of matched them all, I was like, oh, this is this is the wrong shade, but you can never go wrong with black because it's a yeah. just oh my one God. color. Like AP saxes, there's so many different saxes. They don't match. <laughs> Why is that? It's literally the same brand. It drives me up the wall. Like the same brand. Yes. God. It's just consistent. Come on, consistency, guys. But yeah, I, t I totally feel you on that, which is I, I appreciate the old black. And like, I'm actually kind of surprised that like over like all these years that you've never... You've never like decided that oh I might go for like a dark navy or like a wine. You've just gone no black is where that and like I think this that's point, really cool. <laughs> it's kind of like if I started collecting like if I started to try to add one color in, then I'd have to get more of that color. Yeah, <laughs> and you have to reaccumulate um, more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing is that like one of my favorite things about um like the fashion, I guess, is all the different, like different fabrics and different textures. Um, and so I really love collecting like different fabrications, um, you know, velvets and flockies and chiffons and shantongs. So like, I think that adds a decent amount of variety to what I own. And that's the kind of thing I'm aiming to collect rather than different colors. Mm, yeah, no, that's absolutely true. Because there's, there's a lot of depth with like gothic, fa like the more like gothy black fashions as well. Like they have all these lovely textures where you don't really get so much with sweet because sweet is a lot more about the prints. It's not really about the texture of the fabric. Whereas with, with black, it's kind of like they're going to add an extra level of depth. Like I, I see that a lot with your outfits and Jelly's outfits. And you, you guys have these like really like intricate details and lace on the prints. And you're like, oh, well it you know superficially it might look like it's the same color but the amount of texture that you know adds to the outfit it's like a real treat like to look at i think it's a really fun part about the fashion is a lot of the details um and i think you know uh, no, i mean i do like prints i do like looking at prints but they're just not like i like looking at them on other people for me i like to have like the textural kind of aspect <laughs> do, you, do you ever like run your your hands over the fabric and go oh this is nice 
<laughs> well, I also like um that's a thing that I feel like I would do anyway. Um cuz like I uh, graduated in fashion design and so all of us just like as students were taught like oh you gotta like reach out and like touch the thing and so every single time like it's not necessarily the best thing because you're not always able to like touch the thing but you always just want to feel it you know mm, that's really interesting and you have a, a design background so that adds like an extra level of you can really appreciate the artistry being put into these outfits definitely but it also makes me like never want to make anything while we got so <laughs> Because, like, I just remember the first time I kind of compared, like, you know, sort of fast fashion clothes and then, you know, bought my own brand piece. And I was like, hold on, this stuff is, like, durable. This is, like, proper sewing. Not that I know anything, yeah. but it, it feels luxurious. It feels like something expensive because it is. Yeah. <laughs> and even the amount of, like, even if it's just... Um, like a simple piece, the amount of worksmanship that goes into one piece compared to like a fast fashion piece, it's so much. Like if you think about the amount we're paying for like brand new retail items and the work that's going into it, it's like absolutely worth it. <laughs> mm, yeah, 100%. Okay, so today, well, basically the journey that we're going to be talking about is the dream coordinate. And, you know, you have had so many coordinates over the years it's kind of going to be such an interesting journey that you're going to take me on when you describe to me your dream coordinate. Like, I'm, you know, you've seen so many things under the sun. I want to know kind of what was the inspiration that, that took you to your dream coordinate. Hey, um, so my dream coordinate, um, first of all, I want to preface this by saying I only dream of having, like, stupid joke coordinates <laughs> um I think it's really easy like for me throwing on like just like a pretty coordinate is pretty like relatively simple um but my favorite things that I've done in the past for like larger events is when I do something um that's completely inane okay um like I want there to be an inside joke um, so the drawing I sent to you is, um, it's, I've called it the potato saint cord. It's something that I've discussed with like people in the past, like, um, basically based on the idea of, um, sack dresses in Lolita. Remember when those like first got popular and there was kind of, a like a, not like a, a rift, but it was kind of like, oh, like these sack dresses look great or, or like, oh, they look horrible and unflattering and like, why are people wearing sacks? That kind of thing. Paired with the like religious trend that happened in what, 2000, is that like 2013, 2014? That huge like Madonna crown trend. And also the idea of like, I don't know, making halo crowns out of dumb things. Ah, uh, yep. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah big one um basically i would like to have a dress that is based um the based on the sack dresses that um the classic shape um i have the alice and the pirate pirates innocent rosier um op which is i think a great dress i love it a lot it was a dream dress for me for a really long time um and i um I was thinking that if it were to be made in kind of like a linen-y fabric, it would look like a potato sack. Um, and then it could be screen printed. 
um, with like in well for me it would be black because I only wear black. It'd be uh, uh, black fabric with like a gold screen print. Mm-hmm. But if it were to be made in other colors, it could be in a potato sack color. Um, and it would just be like palm palm de ter, I think is potato mm. apple of the earth. So basically, um, I've done um, a cord in the past that where I made um, a, a crown, a Madonna crown out of the cigarette holders, which I thought was like amusing because you can extend them and like they can go in and out. So I was like, oh, you can make like this crown that like... Um, in and out oh that's really funny um, <laughs> and, and ended up being so huge i couldn't even really wear it with all the things extended because it like it was in a small area and it wouldn't even like it would be dangerous to wear it mm-hmm. um and in the past i've seen people make crowns out of other stuff um my best friend who used to be a bolita um but she went by the name maroon sparrow she she I think was maybe one of the first people like the first person to make the skewer like the barbecue skewer Madonna crowns um and I remember there being a lot of people being like oh like you're just making it out of like barbecue skewers like that's kind of dumb um and I thought well well, if you make them out of barbecue skewers you can make them out of like literally anything you know you you have people nowadays making them out of zip ties right yeah Uh, so um kind of in like the 2000 i want to say 2014 area there was a thread on cgl that happened um and it was about how someone discovered that they had a they bought this brooch that they discovered was an actual cookie covered in resin um do you do you know anything about that (laughs) no i've no that's so dramatic yeah okay so basically they they were like i have this brooch and it cracked and it looks like inside there's a real cookie and they're like i think i'm going to taste this like it's like a biscuit i'm going to taste this biscuit and see if it is indeed a real biscuit and they were very brave and they tried some of the biscuit and it was actually a best a biscuit covered in resin um and people were uh, i think some people pointed out that this um because it was the um this brooch itself was from an indie brand, so it was probably coated in resin that hadn't cured properly or hadn't been sealed properly. But apparently Innocent World has also done, like, real biscuit um, accessories. They've just been sealed better, so I, I guess there's no problem with cracking. I don't even know how to react to that. That's... <laughs> I, like, is that scandalous? <laughs> Is that I can't believe that's a thing. So this is a thing that happened. Um and in response to this, someone decided to make an accessory where they coated a entire burger. I think it was like it wasn't like a big one, it was like a small one, like a slider. They decided to coat a slider in resin and made it make a head accessory out of it. Um and after that, the same person was like, I'm going to make a Madonna crown out of painted French fries. And that is, um, if you look at the slideshow I sent to you, that is the image. For everyone else, they, since this is a podcast, they cannot see this slide, this um, 
this french fry madonna crown but it is just a halo that is made out of painted gold french fries oh my god that's (laughs) (laughs) and i thought that was hilarious um and which is part of the reason why i was like i'm gonna make a cord where i um like a like a cigarette halo because you know we can make halos out of anything now um and i think it's great (laughs) that's that's icon is that even i'm i'm still stuck on the cookie thing i'm not (laughs) (laughs) this is like is that a thing yeah i guess so and like Um, like properly like obviously you cannot believe everything you read on the internet (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah I, it like it blows my mind that like even potentially not slandering innocent world please don't sue me but like <laughs> potentially that innocent world would have created like a cookie like coated in resin and being like here you go enjoy that like the the, the problem is it's not a far-fetched idea which <laughs> I guess if it's coated well enough, like if it it is sealed well enough, in theory, it wouldn't go bad like ever, right? So it's okay, I guess. Is it it, not? I guess. Like, are cookies not perishable items? Like, (laughs) I guess I don't know. Maybe if you seal them, they don't. um, There's no contact with like. You know the air; they don't sort yeah, like, like disintegrate or anything. Like Catholic bodies, uh. <laughs> <laughs> it, like if you seal them well enough, there's no, there's no degradation. I don't know. Um, okay, yeah. <laughs> so we're on we're on the right track. Okay, and so you <laughs> French fry halo being coating them in French, like coating them in resin, coating French fries in resin, spray painting some of them gold. Yes. And yes. just that—that's the look. Mm-hmm. I want—I want to do, like it would be like, um, yeah, like a potato sack dress with a French fry halo, um, some gold accessories. I want to throw in like, um, there's uh, this artist in my community. Her, um, her, her brand name is Two Tarts and a Princess, and she did this really cute um, potato accessories. Um, they're like wood cut little potatoes and they're crying. Mm. Um, and they're, I think there's another brooch that she does that's just like a little scroll and it says sad potato club. Oh, that's cute. So it would have like the sad potato club with the sad potato um, along with some like teary saint makeup um, and it would be a potato saint. And to go back to the potato sack thing, um, this is something I, the, I think. I've, uh, I don't know, taking, like, a huge, um, like, kind of backtracking, the reason I was, I want to do this is because of this discussion I was having with, um, uh, I have a friend who has a brand, um, her name is, um, Haley, she runs the Black Ribbon, and we were having a random discussion one time with someone else, um, talking about the sack dresses in Lolita and this other guy we were talking to was like oh yeah do you know like Marilyn Monroe modeled a potato sack once because you know someone said like oh you know the reason why Marilyn Monroe um, looks good is because like she's put in nice clothes and to prove them wrong she wore a potato sack mm. 
So um, there's I've included for you some in, uh, some images of Marilyn Monroe um, modeling a potato sack, um, and obviously she's got hers very fitted. So yeah, it still looks like a like a shape of a person. Yeah, because um, the 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 design <laughs> might not be great, but you've still got the silhouette of like a nice sexy dress. Yeah, so she looks real sexy. But I also I also thought it was funny because, um, you know, we have these Lolita sack dresses. Um, that actually do look like sacks. Um, and going back in terms of historical sack dresses, um, there's a lot of things to draw inspiration from. Um, there's, um, in Lolita, there's another really popular, um, kind of dress, which is the, you know, like the Hime dress, the, um, they're based off the robe a la Frances. Um, from the 18s or no sorry the 17 like mid 1700s the 1770s um, with like um, you know the like the bell sleeves and the ro- the ribbons on the front and they've got like the um the panniers um, and there's a lot of different Lolita dresses that are based on that specific dress mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um I think they're mostly, um, I guess they, they're they like, like Hime dresses, right? Mm. They're, they're sort of like they're when on... you think of the more extravagant, like over-the-top Lolita dresses, that's kind of what you think of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, um, they're also called sackback dresses, sackback gowns, because they have these pleats in the back um, that kind of form a sack. Mm. Um, and the reason that those those are there is because they evolved from an earlier form um, of dress called the robe volant, um, which was like the earlier 1700s, um, where you had these like comfortable dresses that had um, pleats in both the front and the back. Um, and they were kind of these like loose fitting gowns um, that evolved into these more tightly fitted ones. So those are another thing that you can see Lolita has drawn inspiration from. Um, and those are also literally called like sack back gowns or sack dresses, essentially. So that's another um, kind of tie into the Lolita sack dresses. Um, and there was a kind of revival of the sack back gowns um, by the Victorians in the later, like time, like later time frame, um, 1870s, 1890s. You have um, these women who would wear tea gowns, um, which were these dresses that um, are mostly in the home when you were entertaining guests. So they're not your typical fitted, like Victorian, like going out dresses. They're more comfortable, they're more loose. Um, And the shape of those guys are actually really quite similar to a lot of the um, like dresses that we have today which are a little bit more victorian inspired with like the puff sleeve and like um but then it's got like the potato sack shape right where it's just just like a straight a-line kind of because they're meant to be loose and comfortable Uh, so i was like this dress this like this victorian tea gown shape is basically almost exactly the shape that we already wear um so if i were to be able to have this like ideal dress it would have that you know the the shape of the dress that we already know and love the um like like the high collar like a little bit of a puff sleeve like a-line shape 
um, except I'd want for it to have like a pleated back. Um, and I, f- I found those like really pretty images of um, uh, the embroidered uh, like flowers and stuff on the back of the Victorian ones. I was like, oh, it'd be really funny if there were like more just like another screen print on the back where it was just like, you know, just like potato, like another like pomme de terre in gold just on the back. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and that would really just hammer back to front pomme de terre. Yeah. And I guess it like I'm not like um I'm not really an illustrator, but if it if if I were to like ask for a design that had, um, like a better screen print design, it'd probably have like leaves or like um you know like a date established or you know like a big like like but like a screen printed potato sack look, you know. Mm-hmm. Almost kind of like Warhol esque. Yeah, exactly. It's it's yeah, it's it's very that. It's like the um the the Campbell's soup can. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very like self-referential, um, but a little bit more like <laughs> le- le- less contemporary, a little bit more like I'm living in uh, sort of Dickens Dickensian era with just potatoes to eat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So basically, it's a multi-layered um joke where it's based on historical sock dresses as well as Lolita sack dresses um, and also like a throwback to these like resin like potato uh, headdresses um, and that's it <laughs> it's like not a, it's not that complicated of a chord in, in terms of the idea um, but <laughs> but also very very ideally, complicated that's what I would like to do yeah i also like i i like the idea also that i don't think you've mentioned yet but it's really funny because you know how there's always i don't know like you know how in stories they always go like a princess could wear like a potato sack and everyone would still know she was a princess oh yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) it's like the vibes that you're getting it's like even if i'm wearing a potato sack i can still look fabulous yeah so the inspiration behind it lengthy but incredible Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> so we've got, okay, so I'm just going to run through this. So we go JSK, which is not only just like the, like your Lolita, typical Lolita sack dress, but you also want like pleats at the back of it to really give it that like self-referential fashion aesthetic. But then you've also got like, uh, apples of the earth. Uh, yeah. in in French, yeah. um, I'm I'm no expert, but um, yeah, in French, potatoes are apples of the earth. <laughs> yeah, nobody nobody slag us off for our pronunciation, please. Of pom de terre. Actually, funnily enough, oh my gosh, I just realized that's another that's also another thing, right? Apples, like the whole, it's like a biblical, like you know, because it's kind of like a like a histor- it's a like religious chord. So if you have like if you I don't know, carry around a potato or something. Mm. that's iconic that's a this is this is like a multi-layered like warhol contemporary but made into fashion so joke <laughs> everyone else is like talking to you about like beautiful coordinates where everything's like so well like you know everything's like matched and beautiful and i'm like listen i have this dumb idea <laughs> Well, but here's the thing. If you're not going to do it, who else is going to? You know what I mean? Like, every, like all the brands are thinking about serious ways to, like, cater to their audience. They want, like, Juliet, Justine, you know, Judgment of Paris. And you're like, no, 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 listen. We're going to make it, like, religious, but quiche. And, like, 
kitschy. Yeah. And <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so we've got, yeah, so we've got the potato. We've got a potato sack dress, potato pleats down the back, pomme de terre printed front and back. Uh, and that's sort of the, the main JSK portion. For the headdress so far, is it just going to be resin-coated french fries? I think it will, I think it would have to be either resin-coated french fries or it could be like, um, like if you made french fries out of like, um, you know, that really light clay stuff and like just painted them gold to make them look like french fries, that'd probably work and also maybe last longer because I'm not sure if, like a french fry is rather oily, right? Like I don't know if it would last. Yeah, I, I'm not even sure the resin would actually take on it properly unless you kind of like dehydrated yeah. them first. No, I, 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 I'm going to go out on a limb and say that that probably doesn't work, but you could probably make some sculptures that like look like French fries. Could you theoretically, <laughs> could you theoretically freeze dry them? Like, you know, yeah. suck, like, you know how like space food, it's like, you know, you I suck off. not food. <laughs> uh, no, um, uh, um, you know, like cup noodles, where they, they they've got like, yeah. you know what I mean, right? Yes, I do. I'm not sure if that would be easier or harder. <laughs> like, it might just, it might be easier just to make some fake French fries. But I guess, I mean, this this is um, the dream coordinate. So theoretically, yeah, if I could, true. if I could magically make it happen for you, actually, if I could magically make it happen to you, I could make them real French fries, and we we wouldn't have to go through this you whole know deal. What? Another thing is that don't they also make um you know like the, the uh like you can buy chips in the grocery store that are kind of like a french fry shape? Yeah. They're like um yeah, those are kind of oily, but also they're stiff enough that they if you coated them in resin maybe they would be okay. Actually, you know what I'm thinking? This doesn't add to the ch- <laughs> Um in Japan, I don't know if you've seen them before, but they come in like little cuppy containers and they're like cut like chips, but they're actually like straight up like freeze dried chips. And you know, like you can mm. see, like, I don't know if you've ever seen them, but they've got like the skin on the top and everything. They're like cut into like rough, tr- like uh, rectangular shapes, like, you know, rough cut chips and that. And they're freeze dried, so you can just kind of eat them and they're all, you know, they're not as oily as french fries the chips so i'm thinking potential i mean also this is i'm not sure what kind of event this would be going to maybe like an ott thing but if it's like a one-time event i'm sure the crown would last for like an event that is true like it'd be okay that that is true (laughs) but you you want it you want it to be like a lasting piece of artwork you know what i mean (laughs) I mean, I guess I don't know. Maybe, maybe its art is in that it is ephemeral. It is, you know, one time. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. So we're we're not going the archival route. We're gonna be like this is a a burst no. of beautiful artistic beauty, like environmental art, and then you see it once and it's gone. <laughs> also, if you start showing up to events and you own, you're you've got this one like French fry halo that you always wear, people are gonna be like, look, you gotta stop. Like, <laughs> the joke was okay, like, once, but you've come to, like, ten meetups and you've only worn this French fry crown and there, this is an intervention. <laughs> They'd, like, all stop you and be like, no more potatoes, please. 
like, we are genuinely concerned for you. It's, I'm just imagining, like, if you just wore this, like, beautiful classical Rococo piece, and just the French fry thing, like, just, it, it doesn't even have to match, you're just making, making it last. <laughs> Horrific. Um, or it could be beautiful. I mean, come on, like, Andy Goldsworthy, if he made all those, like, stone artworks on the beach and they just stayed there, nobody would like him anymore, because they'd be like, stop mucking about on our beaches, get out. <laughs> Wave. <laughs> okay, so we've got your maybe uh, ephemeral french fry headdress. Um, is there anything that you particularly want to do with your hair? Because I don't, I feel like you don't do a lot with your hair. I do not. Um, I don't, when I use my own hair because it's short, um, I just kind of keep it as is. Um, I think the best thing to go with, like, this cord would probably just be, like, a blonde wig, you know, typical, just, like, slightly wavy, curled, like, you know, the typical, uh, like, religious cord, like, vibe. <laughs> mm, so kind of like the one that you, oh, no, that one's a long wig. See, and that, that, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it could be that. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of the people who... See, so in your PowerPoint, I'm just going to, like, deviate a little bit. But in your PowerPoint, you've given me, like, a picture of a few of the celebrities who went to the Met Gala Heavenly Bodies, which sort of seems to be everywhere <laughs> in everyone's recent Lolita dream coordinates. And I find it really interesting that a lot of people chose to pick accessories that m more or less match the hair color mm, and i'm true yeah yeah and i'm wondering is that is that a thing um i like in real fashion i'm not sure i don't know that <laughs> <laughs> do i know anything about real fashion <laughs> like for me i think like as much as i love matchy matchy colors sometimes i feel like if you don't pick like a wig that kind of shows off you know a sort of contrast in colors it's quite hard to get you know the real detail of stuff across if you're not really making it pop yeah yeah i guess um for the one that i've the cord i'm putting together because a dress would be black I guess that's the reason why I would go with a blonde wig, even though it would match the fries. I think it would be, it'd stand out a little bit better against the dress because if it were just a like black hair, black dress, then it'd just be like just a huge blob of black. You know what I mean? Mm, that's true. That's true. Although maybe you can counter that if you had like a really sharp sort of shape to the wig, like something that was really, I don't want to say Edna mode, but, um, <laughs> that's already that's already my hair. That's my hair. Just, you, you, see, you've got a little bit more like of a like a slope to your hair, but like Edna Mode is very like, oh, yeah, like a, a blunt bob. Yeah, like Asian schoolgirl in like a, a second grade cap. Whereas yours is like, I'm a fashion student. I I do bobs, but I make it edgy. <laughs> my I I call my hair like um like '90s sci-fi anime. <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly it. Like. Uh, what's that? Like, Ghost in the Shell, but if it wasn't Scarlett yeah. Johansson. <laughs> uh. 
<laughs> Ta- yeah, contemporary references. Yeah, we we know them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we watch. We know pop culture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're cool. We I'm in with the kids. Um. Also, so we've got. So should we stick with Blondwig then? I think yeah. Okay, just and then because I am wavy. not that creative when it comes to hair. Let's be real. <laughs> Not. <laughs> yeah, because you put you've put all your brain cells towards the actual outfit, and then you're like, when it gets to the hair, you're like, eh. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. So French fry, halo crown, blonde wavy wig. Is that it? Um, I well, in the um kind of inspo board that I've sent to you, I've thrown in some like Art Nouveau kind of tights because I think some gold in the tights. Um, like, you know, a black tight with, like, a gold screen print would look real nice with a um, kind of slightly Victorian-inspired, like, golden black shoe. Mm. Yeah, Just okay, so we're we're talking we're talking socks and together. shoes now. Because they're, they're really quite bright. Because you said with the JSK you want, like, a gold screen print. That was not, like, a whole ton of gold if it were just on the front, but... I think it hopefully would be large enough to read as, like, a gold and black cord. And so, like, when we're thinking about, like, the lower half of the dress, it, would you want them as, like, sheer tights? Mm. Hmm. Not sure. I guess it would be, yeah, I guess if we're talking about, like, not having that much gold concentrated on the bottom... If it were a gold and black shoe, then yeah, sheer tights might be a better alternative um, in comparison to like a gold tight. Yeah, because the inspiration pick you sent me, it's quite, I want to say like dense in terms of the design. Even, I mean, if it weren't like, maybe instead of doing like a boot, it could just be a pump. Oh, you know what would be really good is um, one of those uh like the 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 um victorian boots that are like open laced like um like the um victorian maiden does one where it's like it doesn't have a tongue it's just like ribbon in the front and um american duchess does one as well where it's like strapped or it's just like ribbon yeah they are i would say like a victorian style boot um but the the uppers are gold and the rest of the shoe is black, and it's got like some like kind of art deco um, embroidery on like the heel portion. Mm. Yeah, and they've got they've got that really interesting heel that kind of like slopes in a little bit, but it's still like chunky. And then you've got the the pointed toe at the front, which gives it like a lot of that. Like I want to describe it as more like a vintage look. Like you can see a lot of. It, it's not so much like a popular theme with Japanese Lolita, but I think a lot of like people who drift towards like vintagey Lolita tend to prefer these type of shoes. And the brand that you've mm-hmm. noted for it. Oh, um, it's Fluvog, um, which is a personal favorite of mine. Um, I um, kind of only recently got into like pointed toe shoes um and and because i've got a few from them um they do like uh, they do a lot of different um shoes that have like really interesting heels and a lot of them are like super badass and have like a very pointed toe and it just kind of feels like 
like real tough, you know? Mm. <laughs> You're like, I could kick someone's ass in these shoes. Yeah. And like, I, I feel like these are the type of shoes which go really well with, I, I think a lot of people kind of do those sort of like witchy coordinates where they've got those type of like the, the, the pointy shoe, the cute little heel, and it's all like this like, you know, badass, just all black boot. And then they sort of pair it with these like loose, lovely gothic dresses as well. I think um, I Do Declare has a lot of sort of outfits with those sort of shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she's got like um, a lot of times she has like little booties with like a pointed toe, like little elf shoes with like a pointed toe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the sort of aesthetic that I'm kind of getting from the shoe. Except, yeah, I think you're right. I feel like the laces are just a little bit too. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they're a little bit overbearing. Yeah, because they're so like for for the listener who can't see the PowerPoint, um, they're like the rest of the the shoes sort of like a more like a bronzy like a more muted pewter sort of bronzy gold, but then the lace itself is just sort of like a bright sunny yellow. Um, yeah, the laces could be swapped out for like a black lace. Also, for the listener who also can't see this PowerPoint, the tights are sort of <laughs> the tights are a little bit more like solid. And then if you've ever seen like really fancy gates, like the gates of Versailles, like the patterns on the little embroidery patterns, just sort of imagine that, but sort of overlapping and sort of printed on a tight. It's very like concentrated. But yeah, I'm wondering if you're, is that like an inspo pick or is that something that you actually want to just like cut and paste? Um, I guess I was thinking of just like any kind of tight that was black and gold. I mean, in my, okay. So in my head, I was like, if I could screen print a tight with like, like maybe like the outline of like burgers and fries just going up the leg but like a really thin screen print you know like maybe like you know like the angelic pretty like they've got like glittery like kind of glittery screen printed like um otks and tights mm, so just sort of like the outline and they're a little bit more delicate mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i guess um i would do like just um like the outline of like burgers and fries just going up the leg (laughs) you know actually the topic of burgers and fries reminds me of one of the i think it's a it's a Taobao brand and they released a pizza print dress Mm. which i don't know how i feel about the actual dress itself but um Certainly, <laughs> certainly the the idea is there. I think the the reason why I actually didn't like the pizza dress was because I didn't like the color scheme that they had with it. It was very sort of like, you know, like nineties fashion where it was kind of like they would just pick every bright color and throw it together. But it wasn't like bright colors, like yeah. primary colors. It was like weird, like splooji pinks and weird. like like mm. you know, like dusty blues and sort of like pukey gr- like greens and stuff and they you know <laughs> you mash them together and then bam yeah. that's the the opening sequence for like a kid's show in the 90s like that's that's yeah. a kind of like... extreme yeah. extreme with three x's <laughs> yeah or like new technology and it was just sort of like a spinning top and you'd be like oh that's not that cool retrospectively looking on it um but yeah that was a sort of color scheme that they went with with the pizza i i almost think if they reworked the pizza and kind of made it like um 
you know, sort of like a red base and like kind of made it more elegant, maybe it would look better. That's yeah, that's yeah. I'm 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 here for any kind of like um salty like junk food print, anything that's like um savory. Um because we have all the sweet like prints in the world, right? Um it just reminds me of like this one time I went to like one of my absolute first meetups ever. Um, and you know, usually people bring like a, to a picnic meet, they mm-hmm. bring, um, like cake and cupcakes and like cookies and all the sweet things. Right. Mm-hmm. But to this one particular picnic meet, someone decided to bring a bucket of fried chicken. Okay. It was like, like, I mean, I don't even eat chicken, but I was here for it. <laughs> <laughs> it was sort of like an I- iconic mean? moment. Yeah, I was like, we can do anything. Yeah, <laughs> I mean... We can do anything we want to a picnic. <laughs> I mean, come on, sushi print one, I'm waiting. My god, yeah. That'd be... It'd, it'd be so cute if, like, the sushis had, like, little, like, faces or something. Yeah. They're, oh like, my god, I'm here for that. Now on, like, uh... <laughs> Oh, that's so cute. You know what they should do? They should make a takoyaki print. You know, because... Yeah, because you know how, like, the takoyaki, yeah. they always, like, you know, in Osaka, they have all these, like, souvenirs, and they've got little cute-ass faces on them, and they're, like, super, like, adorable. Like a bento, like a bento print with, oh. like, the, the um, sausage octopi, oh my like, God. kind of dies. That's and... so cute. <laughs> That's so cute. Please, please make this happen. Like, so badly. What? That's <laughs> I mean, also, also, nobody ever thinks about the diabetics out there who, like... Who may be looking at these desserts and feeling personally attacked. I mean, come on, this is this is the thing that needs to happen. So, for conclusive sake, light, delicate, sheer-ish, printed in gold, maybe glittery, burgers and fries. Like a sparkly, yes, burgers and fries. <laughs> Bur- yeah, burgers and fries, but in gold, sort of. This gold film. Like falling down the leg, you know, like kind of like tumbling gently. <laughs> ah. Yeah, see, I like that. Tum- <laughs> gently tumbling. Because because uh. sometimes they're suspended, but if you've got sort of like a gr- gravitas, because you're adding gravity to it. A kind of like offset, like burgers, you know, like at an angle with like some fries just like falling. Okay, so... I guess we pretty much cemented all of the sort of accessories. You've got your little sad brooch, your sad potato brooch, um, which is from a lovely brand called From Two Tarts and a Princess. Was there anything else? Um, this, um, there's another like pin that she's also made. It just says Sad Potato Club, Club and like a little scroll. That's right. Probably, like that can probably go with the potato. Where do you like to pin your brooches? Um, I I usually put them like kind of upper chest like above the boob area <laughs> <laughs> so it's just sort of where your heart like is or maybe on the other side is there anything that you want to do for like earrings or necklaces or anything i let's see necklace maybe probably not because it's like a high collar dress um so and there's like some stuff on like the yoke and there's stuff on like the chest so yeah so probably not yeah earrings may be hidden but if we're gonna make headdresses if you're if we're gonna make a headdress out of like those free dries potato we could just throw in some earrings as well right right <laughs> french fries earrings like a single, 
single fry as an earring. <laughs> yeah, just just one workshop where you freeze dry all the potatoes and you're like, well, if I'm making it on a headdress, <laughs> might as well throw in some earrings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, all right. Um, and that's probably it for the accessories. You've just got a whole assortment of potato-themed accessories. We've got the short blonde wig. Uh, and so we've pretty much we've gotten to makeup. Um, is there anything specific in mind that you'd like to do i mean definitely go with like that really saintly ethereal blushy makeup you know like the red blush around the eyes um and definitely using some tears um i think in this case i'd probably want to do like um rhinestone tears to really tie it together um with the sat the sad potato brooch has got like little rhinestones and i think it looked really good to um just like six some rhinestones like uh would you go as far as to match your makeup to the sad potato brooch uh i think i mean one of my favorite parts about the sad potato is like it's a little cute like blushy it's got like the blush around the eyes um and so i think it would be like kind of that um for the makeup like you know the blush the tears um probably do some like sad eyebrows you know mm, mm, um mm, mm. And do like a really strong, probably like gold highlight, um, just to make everything really, really ethereal. Because mm-hmm. I, I really love that inspiration pick that you have, um, with the lady with the gold tears, because you can really clearly see like the sort of like it's not really intended as makeup, I assume, but there's a lovely like artistic beauty to the way that it's sort of just red around the eyes, around the nose, around the cheeks, and the lips. And I think that's something that people have really started to replicate and that's become really popular lately as well. I think it's it's not it doesn't look so much like makeup, but um like just that really like ethereal, glowy, dewy look. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And with cause you, you like to wear a lot of dark lipstick. Is dark lipstick something that you wanna mm. chuck in into this one? I don't think for this I wouldn't wear dark lipstick for this, I think. I would just probably do um be like a like a nude and like put some like highlight over it you know Mm. like some gold highlight on like the top kind of lip yeah and i can totally see that being super complimentary with the rest of the blushiness on the face so we're at the end of the dream coordinate and what i'm gonna do right now is do a quick recap of your outfit pomme de terre sack dress that's going to be in black and the details are going to be in gold and it's got the high neck, which is based off the Alice and the Pirates Innocent Rosier AP. But you want to replace the fabric with a linen fabric. For head accessories, you're going to wear a blonde wig, french fries halo, which is potentially freeze fried potato. <laughs> <laughs> Just yes. fr- yeah, coated in resin and popped on your head. For the accessories, the sad potato brooch and the sad potato club brooch from Two Tarts and a Princess. For the shoes and the socks, you'd like the burger print with fries, um, which is sort of delicately printed on um, sheer black tights, and they will be gently tumbling to add some gravitas to the whole look. And with the shoes, they are from Fluvog Brit. Replace the shoelaces with a black shoelace. Your makeup, you'd like blushy look, sad boy eyebrows, rhinestones, (laughs) 
and uh, a nude lip. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not it's not a super complicated chord. There's not many aspects to it. Um, I just want to be a sad potato. <laughs> that was incredible to listen to. I mean, not only did I learn about the Sad Potato Club, but I also learned so much about fashion that I'd never learned before. <laughs> So thank you for taking me on this journey. And I'm sure everyone is going to be like, did we come here for a podcast or a fashion lecture? <laughs> in which they I'm should so be happy. <laughs> no, in which they should be happy because everyone's <laughs> listening to Cambridge online for free in these troubled times. It's very topical. Um, we're all shut up at home. We all want to learn something new. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to add? No, I think that's it. Thank you so much for you know, talking to me about this dumb chord that I wanted to. <laughs> no, it's wonderful. We're, we are we love all types of ideas. And honestly, it's, I'm still, I honestly, I'm still not over the, the, the resin cookie thing. Resin thing. I like, I'll, I, I don't think I'll ever be over it. Like I'll, I'll probably go to sleep tonight and be like, what if all of my accessories were just real food coated in resin all along? Fun fact. When I when I did the cigarette um cord, um I don't smoke. I have a friend that smokes, so I actually just bought like two packs of cigarettes and I I gave them to her and I was like, here, give these butts to me when you're back when you're done with them, and I'll make them into like um like a um like a headdress. And she was like, okay. So she handed me back the butts, but they were like in a bag, and it smelled so badly of like just cigarette smoke to um, everyone's surprise and i don't like i don't do any resin stuff right so like the best i could do was like modge podge them and like kind of febreze them to make it not as smelly but it was really really strong so i was like sticking them on my head and i like have like the um cigarettes kind of like also on that piece like on, on my chest um but like i was i went to an event at um it was at a bar and i was like trying to also not be too close to anyone lest they smell the cigarette smoke that was like just on me i mean i think this i still have the stuff the smell's gone now um they're just there's like glued um yeah those those are also real cigarettes <laughs> <laughs> well we also need real potatoes and burgers if you ever <laughs> real potatoes. yeah real potatoes just a perfume that smells like french fries and potatoes and you can really just add to the experience roll just roll in some potatoes just fry some potatoes right before you go to the meat so you can smell like french fries oh yeah like who needs highlight if you can just smear potato grease on your face yes. <laughs> like <laughs> i mean come on that's like an easy solution and it doesn't cost 25 dollars at sephora uh. <laughs> but yeah anyways thank you so much for being on the podcast and I mean, it's been such a delight to listen to you and be able to talk to you and talk about your amazing potato coordinate. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. This was super fun. And that was my episode with Jessica. I had so much fun recording this and I hope you also had some fun listening to this. And also it was incredibly educational. I learned so much that I was not expecting to learn. And again, if you want to have a look at her coordinates, have a look at her style, um, look at what she's up to, she's on Instagram under ob6wi, O-B-S-I-X-W-I. And again, as always, if you want to get in touch with me or send in any comments or you want to be on the podcast, just contact me at dreamycoordinate at gmail.com. 
as 2020 continues to go as brilliantly as it has this year, I would just like to end this episode by saying that I hope that all of you are staying healthy, most importantly, but also for the rest of you to also be staying safe. Um, so thank you again for listening and uh, can't wait to see you again soon.